0: (laughs) welcome folks to the goose gossip podcast i'm your host levi gerkey this podcast is brought to you by the following Rolling Thunder game calls, premium waterfowl and turkey calls, building them one at a time, every time. Mallard Bay, plan trips, buy gear, go experience. Guide tech, streamline your outfit or charter. K2 coolers, real value, real cold. This podcast is not strictly about goose hunting. I have well-rounded people on talking about great adventures they have been on in their life. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast, and we got a special guest. Well, this one's actually really, really special to me, and his name is Owen Lochner. Lochner. Owen, how's it going, my friend? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, y- y- you fighting the, the daily battle of going to work, then going to bed and all that?
1: Yeah, man. Still a grind,
0: even in the offseason. You have to. The offseason is always the... That's where true character comes in for a, for a, I guess a waterfowl or even just a hunting filmmaker because I mean you you have to you have to you have to embrace the off season as much as you embrace the the season.
1: Yeah, good thing we got fishing though, so it keeps me <laughs> occupied a little bit. Yeah. So you you actually just got
0: yourselves onto a nice new nifty camera. How you liking it?
1: Yeah. Dude, I love it, man. I'm on the Sony train now. Watch out! <laughs> I'm, yeah, but, you, uh, you got the S log now. Yeah, man. Uh, I had that Nikon for my photos and stuff, that Z6, and then I just got that FX3. So, been playing around with it, and I love it. And I'm excited for what to come this upcoming season.
0: What's uh what, what's like one of the the greatest things that like you picked up that camera, and obviously you ran with your other camera from probably start to, to before the FX three, So, I mean, what, what have you noticed is a big change for you?
1: Big change. Um, I mean, first of all, when I picked up that Sony, I was like, what the hell is this thing? Dude? <laughs> it was like, an, it was like an alien to me yeah. with all the different settings and button layouts and stuff like that. So that was a big change for me. But the big thing I love now is just shooting an S log for video and stuff it's it's a lot more
0: crisp isn't it
1: yeah it's so nice and it gives you the ability to just do so much other stuff with it and you can just get so creative with it
0: i bet i bet you're gonna come out with some serious fire because you've got this like this color palette that most people don't like I don't, I don't see many similar people that use the color palette that you do when it comes to photo and video. It's kind of like this, this brighter, like kind of like not bluish tint, but I don't know. It's just like very, I don't know. It's very vibrant and I love it. And I, and I love how you carried your photography color palette into your, like your video side of things, even like before you got the FX3. Cause I've noticed some of your fishing videos, they're, I, they're very crisp.
1: Thanks, man. To be
0: honest, I didn't even know I was doing that. So thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, dude. I, I know. I, I I put a science behind it and I always did it like this. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm a professional man. I I knew that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I will say,
0: like when when me and Trip when we came up to Colorado, and that was the first time me and you actually got to like side by side like film and like just be running cameras next to each other and you, you weren't lying. I think before we got into the pit, you're like, man, have you ever filmed in a pit before? And I was like, no, man, I haven't. And I was you were like, you're hey, like, it's, it's difficult. And I was like, you know what, Owen, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And then the first few of flocks came in and I'm like, okay, this man ain't lying. And you were moving around in that blind calling video and photo. And I'm like, yeah, this, this guy's a seasoned pro in this dang pit.
1: Dude, you can get dizzy in there, man. <laughs> you like, can. You're, sp- you're spinning around in there like a top, man. When birds are working and they're hitting the corners and I'm just like, you got multiple flocks coming over the top and you just don't know which one's going to really hit it and come in. You're just like on your toes the whole time. It- and that's the exciting part about hunting out of pits, but filming out of them. Oh gosh. Well, in the lids, I mean, oh yeah you gotta deal with the lids
0: too (laughs) the lids always because and and it don't matter the wind because the, the decoys are just set up to make them land almost in a in a general location which is on top of you which now that can be coming behind you to the side of you whatever but i don't know and you gotta have that lid halfway closed or at least
1: quarter of the way closed you know something i don't know yeah yeah they get pressured a lot around here so especially like towards the end of the season when you boys came out, mm-hmm. those birds had seen it all. But the best part about that is when we're telling you guys like how to slide those lid backs and everything. And I can't remember if it was you or trip, but it was like on one of the first, uh, very first few blocks, we called the shot and I can't remember who it was, but instead of sliding the lid back, somebody just went straight through the top of the lid, just came off and blew the lid off. And it hit, I don't know, it hit somebody, but I was just like, Oh my gosh, he's really gonna get their eye taken out.
0: I think that was trip, but we we don't need to we don't need to be certain on that. Yeah, we, yeah, don't, we don't need to throw shame on trip. We don't we don't need none yeah. of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, trip. Tripp's a seasoned vet in the pit.
0: I think that was his first time hunting out of a pit in that scenario in the field. No, I do remember that because when we were going out there, he was like, Dude, I've never hunted out of a pit before in a field. Like he's hunted in a pit in like a rice field or something like that, a flooded rice field, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's great. You don't know. I, I, there's been so many clients that have almost just knocked themselves out with those lids. It's You think like when you tell them, like, I oh, just put your hand on there and just slide it back. Like when the birds are working and you're juiced up and you're about to just hammer on them, you kind of forget. <laughs> they just you, blow right through them. You, get, you and Colton
0: were the biggest hype man I've ever seen in a pit before. Cause that wasn't the first time I've hunted in a pit, but like I would be looking at the geese working, and I'm looking and them, watching them, and I'm get I'm getting excited. Like I'm at like level five, level six, you know. And then you guys would look down the line and stop calling and go, "Get the ready, get ready, get ready." And it was like this. Like I can see it in your eyes, like you and Colton. And I was like, "They're not kidding." And it just made that moment even more intense. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that passion, man. We live for that. You like, do. It's unreal. Like, I remember the first time I like was a part of that and just watching some candidates come into the hole. And I was just like, yep, this is it, man. All my money, all my time right here. Does it, <laughs> I was it, ready, but
0: does it not get old for you going to the pits every day? It's like, almost like, no, it, it doesn't.
1: No, dude, it's nice. Cause it's warm in there. You can throw heat in that puppy you that can stand true. In that all day. You're almost out of the
0: elements, wind
1: or, uh, yeah. or rain or snow. Yeah, you don't get wet, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like a fort down there, dude. It's pretty fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we're basically like big, like grown ups. Like you, you, (laughs) really.
1: (laughs) I will say, I can't. I can't imagine what it's like being a goose and just having like the ground just awake and just (laughs) barrels fly out. They gotta be so scared. (laughs) They have
0: to be. And I think that pit though was the first time that I ever like seen geese like kind of like fully commit. Like I'm saying. Oh yeah. It was the first time because I've hunted in pits before, but we were shooting out at them and filming Ooh. it like that, that one big flock that everybody shot at that one close goose, but that six or seven or eight geese that just, ah, that, that is embedded into my brain.
1: Like I never will get rid of that. Oh Yeah. And especially like if when they land like almost on top of the lid, you're just like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you guys got. They're to- like, they like it, boys. Get ready. They like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what it was. They like it, boys. Get ready. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, that, a lot
1: of cuppings, Get ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Colorado and in such was like always my bucket list to go to. So like that trip when we were going that way, I had so much excitement going that way because like it was always a dream of mine to like watch geese work well technically shoot geese but i never ended up shooting a goose in colorado but it don't matter but it was always a bucket list of mine and i think i asked you excuse me at one point in time i was like does do you ever does it ever get old looking at these dang colorado rocky mountains and i'm pretty sure you said no
1: oh yeah no dude we're blessed where we're at i mean like i'll sit there and i'll tell clients i was like man dude we're so blessed to be out here right now like this like you don't get to see this anywhere else like and just the amount of action we get, it's, it's unreal. Like, that's why, I, I think that's why it just never gets old. I mean, I know some guys, like, they hunt in uh, different flyways, different locations, and they're like, yeah, it's just kind of, we shoot the same thing, you know, It's we hunt on the same blind, and, you know, setup's the same. But around here, dude, you, there's so much endless opportunity, what you can do, what you can shoot. We get pretty much every species of duck, and then, now we're getting a snow snuggies population rolling in yep. as the flyways are shifting so it's like it gets rowdy like you don't know what's gonna happen when you hop in that pit
0: mm. Does that, did you grow up in colorado then
1: yeah born and raised wow that's crazy yeah I'm one of those Colorado natives, what they call it. <laughs> hey,
0: yeah, I'm sure. What what year was it that everybody was flooding to Colorado? Because I know, and I know there was a certain year that it was just fl- people were flooding there.
1: Dude, I don't really know. Like, really? to be honest, like to like, I look out in my backyard when there used to be no types of buildings, and I have a clear view to the Rockies, and now it's just like you got like a shopping center, you got four new neighborhoods mm. and like to me it just felt like i just woke up and one day it was all there and traffic was getting bad i remember you go through town in like five minutes because windsor used to not be that big of a town and now it takes you like 15 or 20 minutes to get through the town and i'm just like i'm over this man i just don't understand how states like
0: that or even towns like that grow at such a fast rate you know what i mean <laughs> it's like
1: Somebody's got to be
0: losing infrastructure or sorry, not infrastructure, but money in a different, (laughs) different state, like drastically.
1: Yeah. California. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thank God that, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that place all due respect. There's a lot of good hunters in California and I want to go hunting in California to be honest, like waterfowl hunting. And, but man, oh man, but them traveling all over, there's, there's maps out there of people from California traveling and moving to all different states.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd move, too, if I lived in California. Yeah, I would,
0: too. I'd be almost pissed if I got raised there, to be honest.
1: I don't know. I do want to go hunting there, though. It does look pretty cool, though.
0: They've got different kind of lessers, too, over there, or something.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know the specific that, uh, name. Yeah, they got tacklers. Those uh Pacific Flyaway birds.
0: Yeah. And they see they have snow yeah. people don't know, but they have like literally everything. Ducks. They have they have mountain. They have mountains over there that they hunt just like you guys in Colorado. Like they
1: they Yeah. Ours are better though. Are yeah, better. yeah.
0: Rocky Mountains is top <laughs> notch. Sorry. And Rocky Top baby. They are. They are the shit. I went. We went hiking there two years in a row, Bear, or Bear Lake and Estes Park or whatever. all Bear Lake's in Estes Park, but that shit was always cool. That was always really cool.
1: You ever yeah. go hike them? Yeah, dude. I've been to Bear Lake. That's a cool little lake up there in the Rockies. I always wanted. It's to... cool though because those those lakes are like crystal clear because it's just like pure like mountain water streams and stuff. It was
0: sad because when I was up there we went up there during the winter or well, Colorado's winter and the the lake was still frozen. I've never went and hiked Rocky mountains when during the summertime.
1: Yeah, man, it's beautiful. I mean, if you, uh, if you're athletic and you want to go do that, go for it. But, I don't like hiking that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it so much that I always think about losing weight and never, never, no, never happens, but maybe, maybe some year I'll lose some weight. But anyways, are you, so are you ready for the season to start? Is, is the itch getting you yet?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, uh we're already talking about the upcoming season here over on the front range with uh, the guide service. I work for front range guide service and, yeah everybody's everybody's getting that itch again you know you start you start going on youtube you start watching Mm -hmm. videos you start looking back on pages you're getting that fire going again but i'm excited man there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen this year i feel like with kind of just how things have been looking with the migration and the amount of birds that we've been getting and we're getting a bunch of bookings and i feel like we're just kind of catching fire and it's going to be sweet, man. It's going to be a good season. I hope I get to come out with some sweet stuff
0: for you and stuff. I, I bet you you're going to come out with some pretty, pretty unique stuff. I mean, you always had that creativity style with a camera that obviously performed well in your hands, but now you got a camera that's a lot better. I mean, it, it's a, it's a camera that's got way more availability compared to your other one. So now your creativity style is going to be completely different. You know, I mean, you're going to be able to take dynamic shots that, sorry, your Nikon would have never been able to do. It just,
1: it. it oh, didn't. yeah, dude. Yeah, that little cruddy thing. It takes good photos, though. You I didn't mind get rid of photos. it, did you? No, I still have it. That's I wouldn't cool. get rid of it if I were you. I, dude, I can run that thing so fast. I could run that thing with my eyes closed. <laughs> That's how I. <laughs> Do the Sony? Oh my gosh! I know. i dude, it's So here's here's a funny story. Here's like an awkward thing. So like, depending on the lighting situation, you gotta change like your ISO and stuff for exposure and all that good stuff. And the worst part is, you just look so bad when, like, for instance, in summer we like catch a fish and you know, I want to get a, like a release video. And then I'm like, wait, hold up. I got to change my settings really quick. (laughs) And it's taken me like a minute. And they're just like, you good? You ready? Are you good? I don't know. Can I do it? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. Two points over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Well, here's the good thing is, is that you got the camera, you you purchased it pretty much right when season was over, but you didn't have it for snow goose season. Did you?
1: no dude i I actually saved up every single dollar of my tips this uh well last season guiding to buy that thing
0: <laughs> you were talking about that because I think I don't know if you asked me directly but you may have asked me like for like i guess like positive input of like what do you think about the fx series? and I was like well I know Grant Rankin is using it and <laughs> he's been pretty impressed with it and things like that and when we were sitting around that that bar table getting our food or whatever, you you asked me about it again and I was like, dude, I'm telling you, it's gonna be worth every dime because it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's, it's not gonna change your life. It's not the next fucking next big mile marker in your life, but it's gonna it's gonna bring some positive to your filmmaking.
1: Yeah. It's definitely uh it's not the arrow, it's the Indian, but it sure helps when you got a pretty crisp arrow. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I, what I was getting at with uh, if you you purchase it off after after season is now you all these hardships of not knowing where settings are and all this and getting the learning curve over with a new camera. Because, I mean, that's kind of a given, you know, you pick something up that's kind of uh, that's never been in your hands. It, it takes a little bit to learn the technology behind it. And now you you've got that. So now when you're in that pit blind, you're not going to face the it, it you're not going to face the immediate Difficulties,
1: basically, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm still gonna miss shots, though. <laughs> you know how it is. That
0: it, it is. I mean, I was just talking on the last previous episode. Is like, man, it, you you don't get every shot, and not a lot of people understand that when it comes to filmmakers. it's like, we don't ace every bird that comes in. We just don't. I mean, <laughs> nobody yeah.
1: out there. Yeah, it's like during the season when I'm. I'm um, hunting with my boss, Jeff Caldwell. He owns front range guide service and you know, a sick flock doesn't and everything and everybody's hyped up and he looks down the pit and he's like, Oh and you- Um sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just I just tuck back down, I just sit down, I close my lid, I'm just like, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> And he yeah, but it's all getting like it's hard. Like Anybody who's ever done like done it, they know that it's difficult and stuff, but it definitely uh when you get that one shot, like remember that one goose when we we're out there that was came straight down the elevator shaft from like you thirty yards.
0: You think I'll ever forget that, Owen?
1: Oh yeah, it, it, I saw it. It's in that uh it big film a, that you it, just released. Really... Yeah,
0: big film. Leave the whole big uh, word out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody go go watch it. Yeah. Um Colorado all Chaos. Job. Everybody go watch it right now, (laughs) but yeah, but that, that's the type of stuff. That's the bird. When, when you get that bird that, and you get that shot, like that's the shot, like that makes it all worth it.
0: Do you remember me and trips emotions after that single bird dropped down? I don't know if you were busy calling or whatever, but I remember putting my camera down on the five gallon bucket and I was in the corner of the pit and I'm pretty sure my wingspan went completely out and both of my arms were holding me so i wouldn't fall any further down in the pit i'm not kidding i'm not exaggerating both me and tripp were like holy shit like I, it just felt oh, different cuz he was he was riding the escalator on top of the lid like we didn't shoot that bird oh, yeah.
1: Mm. no because we were waiting for the flock because mm-hmm. you get a bird like that and you know they look back and they're like oh he's going and he might as well go in <laughs> yeah you did say it doesn't happen all, it doesn't happen all the time it doesn't happen all the time but that's what we hope for <laughs> what about the mallards oh dude yeah i know i've never i've never experienced that Either i like i, I don't I don't think there's many people out there that have, I mean, the amount of people that are in this industry and waterfowl hunt. And I don't think there's a lot of people out there that's experienced that type of action in the location scenario, that amount of mallards just right over the top of you. I was very, we didn't even shoot at them.
0: Yep. That was my next conversation pieces. I was so happy and blessed that all four of us, well, four of us, right? no, well, yeah, there was three uh, shooters, three shooters. No, there's four shooters. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, um, I was so pleased that everybody in that pit, let alone if it was four or five people, whatever, nobody was like, let, let's shoot them. Let's shoot them. Everybody's like, if we shoot, we're going over our limit. Like it's plain and simple. Like even one shot of each gun barrel, we're, we're screwed.
1: Yeah. And then another fact is just, I think it was probably like around 600, 800 mallards. Mm-hmm. But with four shooters, it was already a great day. There's really no reason to shoot into a flock like that. Just educate those birds man. Because, you know, those, you throw up a wall of steel. Like, yeah, you kill a bunch, but like, how many do you wound? And yep. it's just like at that point, dude, just the beauty of it, you just sit back and you just enjoy the show and you just soak it all in because probably you're never going to see that again. And if you do, You're one lucky guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then on top of it too, we got to see them just naturally land. Not, I don't think it was more than 50 yards outside of the pit. And we got to see that all happen. Them just do this dumping after they, you know, they figured out nothing's really, there's one mallard mojo. (laughs) It's just a whole bunch of goose decoys. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They weren't going to land into that. Granted, it wasn't, you guys mainly run traffic. So we got to put that into concept is these birds were literally all fluttering at most at one point in time, five, maybe 10
1: yards above the lids. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we could have, we could have shot into them when they had their feet down and they were just kind of hovering over the decoys multiple oh, times. Oh, there, there, there was a shot window for sure, but we just didn't. take. Oh, yeah. I was looking for a band, man. I was like, for if you? I see a band. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't asking questions. I'm shooting. Dude, that's like one of those things. Like if you get a flock like that and somebody pulls up and shoots, you know, they saw something sick. Mm-hmm. Cause you guys probably don't get
0: much for banded mallards. I mean, have you, have you witnessed one come into the pit yet?
1: Oh, dude, no. We shoot a lot of banded ducks just cause we have a banding program up in Walden, up in the mountains. So okay. it's cold up there. All of our mountain ducks push down to the front range and I can't remember the exact number, but they banned quite a few. So I think we shot three Mallard bands last season. And, uh, and that's pretty good just for the amount of just ducks we have in the area. We're not like a big duck state, but we do get our ducks here and there. They just pass through, but it's cool though, just to see one. That's for sure. I mean, I'm stoked on any band. I don't care what it is. It's 100%. band.
0: Yeah. It, it, so but, is there, is there quite a few banning projects in Colorado or is is some of them becoming obsolete?
1: Um, they used to have one in Fort Collins for geese, but they stopped that because they realized the geese didn't leave town. <laughs> <laughs> they just stayed in the park. Yeah. So those are slowly been kind of shot down and everything, but they still do the walled in for the ducks up there in the mountains. So you have definitely have a way better shot of shooting a uh, duck band than a goose band so but it is crazy though on opening day on opening day here's a cool story um this is a cool bird that was shot on opening day we were scouting me and colton were well colton was scouting and we're gonna hunt this field that i mean early season you know birds aren't really there you're kind of hunting the local birds and there's quite a few birds in this field. And we're like, Oh, perfect. Like they're feeding in our field opening day. We got it set up. We're going to go in there and we're going to beat their ass. And we get there and the birds decide, you know what? We're just not going to go feed there today. And they shoot up North to this one guy that um, pretty good friends with and he was hunting up to the north of us and he creamed them. We later see a picture. He shot a Quills Lake goose that was banded. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, that's like a unicorn on the front range. Like, really? And Col- Colin told me, he goes, dude, if I would have shot that thing, I would have cried. And I was like, I would have cried with you. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: I, If, if that would have happened on that, that day and a half trip that we were on, I probably would have been like, man whoever mounts that i just i just want to come see it at least once <laughs> Dude, i would have i would have ran to the pivot and did a
1: backflip off of it. of <laughs> i would have paid money to see that quills? i would have shot that thing i'd be like all right boys have a good day i'm going home because <laughs> you
0: guys don't get much for quills up there do you or over there
1: um yeah we do um Kind of during later at the end of the season when it when it starts getting really cold up north and they can't really sustain up there and they push down, we'll start getting our weird ones like quills and stuff. And we'll shoot a few crosses and oh, stuff like that. But it's not like super prevalent. But that's the cool thing about Colorado. Like I was saying earlier, like you can come here and you could shoot. Depending on the time of year, you could probably shoot – a lot of stuff that you don't think you could shoot in Colorado. I mean, like we get a lot of the ducks. They just filter through. We get, we've shot specs. We shot snows. We shot Canada's lessers, big Let's geese. See, yeah. But yeah, that's the cool thing. And you get some weird ones mixed in there. So you can kind of do it all on the front range, which is pretty nice. I mean, Jeff even told me our boss, he said he shot a scoter one time <laughs> on a pond. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that thing was way lost. <laughs> well, I mean, the the, fly yeah, that's way, just the that's just the type of variety we get here, which is
0: sweet. Because you guys get probably your listeners that are trickling from that um that Nebraska flyway of that lesser that heavy lesser flyway that goes into Nebraska to the Scotts Bluff, um, like <laughs> they, they probably like move over, don't they?
1: Um, yeah, I know the flyways are shifting and stuff, and we're kind of just like right in between everything and we're things are shifting and we're getting everything. But for majority of the year we hunt, we call them the medium goose and shout out to the boys down South. When it gets really cold up there, they got to hunt those things and I know they don't like it, but it's actually the highline population of geese. And Mm. they're like one of the oldest populations of uh, geese. So you're hunting like 15 year old birds and they've seen it all. And, man, like it takes a bit to trick them, but when you trick them, man, it's a lot of fun.
0: Lesser's always, when they play, they play very nice.
1: Oh, dude, I love playing Lesser. You just rip the ball and flag and <laughs> yeah. You get those big, big flocks that do it. Oh, oof. Oof. you just get me excited. Runs Seriously. you crazy yeah after this i'm gonna have to pick up my call and blow it <laughs> <laughs> i wish mine were nearby because i'd probably be doing the same thing yeah that's one of those things like after i watch a video i'll be like man i got a call i gotta i gotta stay sharp <laughs> <laughs> so i mean if, you, if
0: you're gonna do one thing in colorado waterfowl wise what are you
1: choosing oh dude i'm for sure hunting canadas really Like we have such a large population of Canada geese, and I mean, you saw it. Like Mm -hmm. when they get up, go feed, and they start moving out, and you're being on the front range, you can look out and just see dozens of flocks of Canada's moving around, and it's just. Like I said, and that's why we run so much traffic, is because you you know we have to we we have to pay leases on field, and we can't really chase feeds. So we just have to pick the best field where we're under their, we're under their flight or they're feeding in one of our fields, but we're fortunate enough to have a, so a lot of good ground and you just got to get under them and try and trick them and come down.
0: I will say that the availability that you guys have, and I was fortunate enough when we were there that we got to hunt a whole, a full day. We only left for, The hour and a half to drive into town, go get a burger and a and a beer from the restaurant, and then head back over. You know, I mean, that I mean, that's availability you guys have too. Where it's like, leave the decoy spread out. You know, it's a setup one, tear down one, but you get a full. You know, you get a. I mean, we could have probably spent what eight hours out in
1: that field, maybe more. Yeah, it was nice. We shot, we shot Canada's, and then we're chasing those ducks, and luckily they showed up, but. Yeah, that's the cool thing. You're able to stay out there. You can get into those double doubles, and and the best part is if it all goes well, you're out of there in like 45 minutes. That
0: too, that too, and I will accept or I will agree with you that like once they once they lift up and start moving around, because I was getting a little, I I was getting waterfowl worry. You know what I mean? That that normal like you're in a new location, you know nothing, you don't know how shit works. You're not you're not judging anything. You're just like. I I really trust these guys. When's it going to happen? And that was in my head. And then once you're looking out that, that front range and then you're like, Holy heck. And they all start picking up and, and, From that point on until I think it was like 11 o'clock, it was just like, we were trying to work every flock that we could. And when we started breaking them, it was like, oh God, these ones are working. And it was just like this, it was a different scenario that I've never been in my life. And I, I agree with you. It was, it's something to, to intake for sure.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a light switch, man. Like early, you know, they don't really care to like go feed or something. They're just stretching their wings, going water to water but it's literally a light switch like that next flock and then it's just like it's like a whole whole new world like like i don't know if they're seeing decoys differently the other flocks were this one's just dumber but and then after that it just rolls and it's just like we always say it's just they're ready to feed they're just ready to hit the ground you know because a lot of times they'll just get up and we got a lot of water and they'll just pond hop and yeah. you'll like the left Rooster roost to roost. And then when they're finally ready to do it, you get under them and you look good. You sound good. A lot of cool stuff
0: can happen. Cause I'm pretty sure we hit a few, hit a few flocks when they were coming back from their original flight line. Like they, they headed, let's say West. And when they're heading back East, we were getting them to lock in. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that was a weird concept for me because normal, normal gooseology is they come off water and they go to a field and that's all you've got. You know what I mean? And it was a different concept for me to see that happen, you know?
1: Yeah. You'll get a few flocks that hop around during the day. I mean, not all of them are going to stay in that field all day. Like right. you'll get some trickle around and yeah, it's just, it's a totally different game, man. Like if anybody's never tried it, I highly recommend coming to the front range and goose hunting or duck hunting. Cause it's just, it's just one of those things like where you guys are at right now, down in the South, you're hunting in the timber. Mm-hmm just it's just totally different tactics are different and calling styles are different and that's just the cool thing about waterfowl hunting is you can go anywhere in the country and no no style or no tactic is better than the other it's just you know what the birds like in that certain area certain flyway and you know you just got to do what you got to do to get it done and that on
0: that subject too i mean there's a little presence in every state you know what i mean like and that's the beauty of it, right? You've guys got your prize and yeah, the loaded, the flooded timber is, yeah, it's the, it's the dream. It's this or that, but there's a lot of hardship in that too. And there's a lot of hardship hunting in Colorado, but man, I can tell you this one thing. I hunted the flooded timber and all these Southern boys are going to hate me if they listen to this, but that, that trip up to Colorado, it washed out a lot of the hunts I had in the South. Like, I, I'm sorry, but it just did because just of my personal preference and that that goes for a lot of people is like you may not believe that you might like
1: it until you go do it you know what i mean yeah for sure and it's just like those guys down south the best part is whenever we're hunting with somebody who grew up in the south and hunting the timber and stuff and they're they're mallard fanatics they They love their and and i'm just like if i see a wood duck up here that thing's going down <laughs> yeah. and they're like no we don't touch wood ducks man hell no like no wood ducks <laughs> and i'm like if i go down there like i told trip i was like if i go down there and i see a duck come through those trees that puppy's getting sat down i'm shooting one. <laughs> i was like "Dude, those things are so cool but then like you like i guess like you come over i mean i'm just trying to think of like an example of like people who's never really like Shot widgeon or something, and we get a bunch of widgeon. And there's like, you know, like they're super cool birds and super grateful to have them and shoot them. Mm-hmm. But other people go bonanzas when they shoot. They're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And you're just like, yeah, you know, you're like we're used to it. And that's just one of the things about traveling around and seeing different places. But everybody's got their gem i will say
0: if you shoot a wood duck in the south and the and the flooded timber it's going on your on your limit not the group's limit
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: putting it, I'm putting it right on trip stove.
1: <laughs> i'm like here you go trip told you yep here you go bud
0: they do they they whiz by and they they move they move so quick and so
1: close in the woods it's crazy but anyway everybody's like getting ready and then you know, you just hear a little whistle going through the trees. Bam! <laughs> they do. They come out of nowhere,
0: and you can you, you can hear them from nowhere, or you can hear them from a long ways away
1: too. Yeah, I hope Trip listens to this. Trip, if I if I go down there, I'm shooting a wood duck. am <laughs> no, sorry. If you come down here, I better know
0: the date so that way I can be with be on Trip's group and be filming because I'd love to film you shooting
1: your shooting a wood duck in the woods. <laughs> And me and Tripp Trip are going to take a picture together and I'm just going to hold the one wood duck and I'm blasting it on social media. No, <laughs> you, know, you got to tell him to hold it. <laughs> oh, even better. Even better. I'm going to get him. No, we're going to hold one leg each.
0: <laughs> that, that would blow up. That, that, might, that might break the system. <laughs> I hope that sucker's banded too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know me, Frank. like Probably banded wood ducks pass in through the woods. Probably, maybe not hundreds, but probably
1: a good amount. Oh yeah my my buddy down in East Texas, he shot one last year that was banded. You, mm, 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 mm. but they they also I they I guess they don't get a bunch of mallards. He was telling me he was like, yeah, we just haven't seen any big ducks or nothing, and we just got wood ducks and stuff and gadwalls. And I was like. That's good, man. I was like, I'd, sh- I'd shoot the crap out of
0: wood ducks and get out of walls. It looks like you guys had a blast in Texas when you guys went during your... Because your guys' the season ended and you guys ran down to Texas right when Texas was ending. And it
1: still seemed like you guys burned them up. Oh, dude. I love going <sighs> down there. Going down the final descent. Dude, those those boys are so nice to us. And they're so cool. And just and once again, it's just that different style of hunting. Like, yep. you just like you sit back and those boys like they got that stuff dialed you know and they know what's up and dude they kill the crap out of them and it's just so fun to watch and just be a part of it it's insane like the just the sheer number of lessers that they can tr- like traffic and get on and you get those big volleys and it's insane it's just a show of you like none other
0: you need to go with final descent and shoot some cranes with them I don't know if you've ever really- no, I-
1: I did shoot cranes with them two years ago. How'd you like it? Oh my gosh. Those things are like pterodactyls. They are. And don't, they get louder by every foot that they fly at you. It's insane. And here's like, those things are so big. Mm -hmm. I was was with, I was with Gunnar Pickett and he was next to us and they're so big. I'm like, are we going to shoot these? And he goes, no, they're still far out. And I'm like, God, dude, they look like they're right here he goes no they're probably still at like 60 50 and i go oh my gosh i was like dude if i was guiding this right now i would call the shot and everybody would miss and i'd be like i would have no idea but like once again i don't hunt him that much yeah and he gets a man i'm just like oh my gosh dude they're right here <laughs> and, and at 20 yards they feel like they're at four. Oh yeah it's ridiculous like i don't know i don't know how people miss them i mean I don't either. I think adrenaline <laughs> and stuff, but I remember shooting at a few of those things, and like, you look down your barrel, and all you see is like gray. And I'm just like, <laughs> and you, and then you square them up, and you square them up, and they don't even flinch, and they fly away. And you're like, what the hell, dude?
0: <laughs> the eyes on those things are immaculate, though. Like they, they could see a hairline if they could through the through the brush if they needed to. Oh
1: yeah, dude. Gunner you- was like all you gotta do is not move. And I was like, and I was trying to film too a little bit, dude. And I was scared. because I didn't want to like ruin his hunt or nothing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't get a bunch of good footage just cause I didn't want to ruin Gunner's hunt. And I was just like, but man, it was crazy. It's never, it was always, so much. It's not always about the footage. Yeah. It's never, it's cool though. To look back on it, but I would dude. we get, we get cranes that move through for like literally a week but I wish those things would stay here. It'd be so fun to hunt them during the season. I battled
0: that all the time when I lived in South Dakota because they, they, they just would, they'd migrate through so fast. They'd be, they're they, they almost worse than snow geese. Cause we all, we had a season for them in South Dakota, but we just, you never could hunt them. I mean, they'd drop in, leave, drop in and leave.
1: And the next thing you know, you don't even see another sandhill crane. But. Dude, I like. I saw a video about. Um, he was a guy who guided down in uh, Texas, and he was talking about when those things migrate, they like fall asleep. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I saw this video, and I know s- somebody out there knows if that's correct or not. But I literally watched the video, and he goes, "They lock their wings. They get into. Um, well, I don't know, like." I don't know the exact, but it's like the thermal climb and they lock they lock their wings and they fall asleep and then they just like wake up in Texas. Oh my god. Or like wherever they're going to. Like they'll make a few stops, but well, wings- I thought that was wild. I don't know if that was true. I should look that up, but I literally watched the video and they literally fall asleep when they migrate. Well, I'm believing you. So you know don't believe me, dude. I don't even hunt these things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just sound like complete morons on here.
1: No. Yeah, somebody's listening to that and they're like, God, these guys don't know anything. <laughs>
0: hey, but yeah, have you seen I the do, fucking wingspan cool. on them, though? I mean, the fucking wingspan on them is like, gosh dang, like seven feet, six feet. I mean, it's like a dang bald eagle flying in the air.
1: Dude, I know. Screw their... Dude, the wing, the wingspans, I'm not scared of. It's those damn beaks those things got on Did them. Did Yeah, I never... I, and, and their, claws, their bro, claws, bro, their feet?
0: Yeah. Gosh. Like... I used so we were we were cleaning the and we were cleaning the sandhill crane. or oh my gosh, let me step back here for a second. We were cleaning the sandhill cranes and we ran out and there wasn't enough knives for everybody. I was taking the beak and the neck and the beak was so long that I could poke a puncture through its breast skin so that I could peel it back. That's how sharp the beak was.
1: Yeah, insane, dude. I feel bad for the dogs. I gotta go get those things. But dude, those dogs that hunt those during the season. Ooh, they're killers. And I always
0: thought those rec specs were always like, Oh my dog, just to make the dog look cool. No, that that's a safety mechanism. <laughs>
1: so that dog don't yeah. die. Yeah. Mm. Dude, those things are wild, man. Those things are so cool. I'm jealous. Those guys down there get to hunt them all the time. Cause and it just taste, looks like,
0: and they taste like a dang ribeye steak, like hundred oh, percent. It's not even an analogy. It's not even an analogy. Like it literally, you could cook it like a ribeye steak.
1: It's so tender.
0: Oh, and it don't taste gamey either. No. No. All right. I've been, but, asking this, I've been asking this question quite a bit. Dream state of yours to go to that you had a bucket list, you know, besides California. We already talked about that. What, where's somewhere where you're like, man, I got to go there. I don't care what it is. Like uh, top on
1: my bucket list. I've never done.
0: Yeah. Top of the bucket list. Doesn't matter the bird. Like where
1: where you been scrolling on Instagram, you're like and you always see
0: it. You're like, motherfucker.
1: Um there's really two. There's like two that are tied. Like whichever one comes first, like I'm happy with. All right. Either I know it's like a, such a classic answer for a lot of people that have never done it, but going to Arkansas and hunting the timber. Okay. It's just I've seen videos, man, and it's just like I got before I die, I just gotta do it once. What do you like I just what are you? What are you thinking?
0: You're going to expect from videos? Like I, I want to hear your perspective because I met a very terrible season in the Arkansas woods the first season I was here. So like, I just want, I just want to know what you think you're getting yourself into. Like, what do you imagine the Arkansas woods? Like you know, filming sampling? No hunting man. Oh, like I
1: I didn't shoot one shell. I didn't hold a gun the whole Uh-oh. Arkansas season. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like what i think i'm getting into with like trying to go down there and like do media stuff oh more or less i was talking about maybe, dude, maybe. i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss so bad like i, I know sad, like but you think i'm gonna miss no you're not i think i'm gonna miss dude like when those just you like see those ducks and they get below the tree line and they're like flashing through all those branches like if it's like a big, if it's a big hole, I guess I guess it's probably a lot better, but I've seen some videos and those things are in and out and it's just like there's so much like different objects like you're trying to track that bird down and it's just cutting through branches and stuff. It looks challenging. Like it's definitely not shooting the Canada goose in the middle of a cornfield. I will say this,
0: they look so far away in film because you can never make them look so tight. Like in the woods, like I, I mean, there's, there's filmmakers out there that do it, but you gotta think, man. I've, I've watched the, the few flocks that I've seen drop into the woods. I've seen a hen mallard land no more than two arm lengths away from a guy before. I'm not kidding. Yeah, (laughs) and that duck just was like, we're, we're waiting around and like, you know, above ankle deep water, and this single hen made my, my blood and my head just rush to the top because I was like. And I was still 40, 50 yards away from that guy, you know? And I was like, God, what it would be to be that guy right there. And this duck is just swimming around and it was just one duck. And it made me feel like I was a millionaire. I I don't know. It's, it's different. So that's what I'm getting at is with shooting. Like they, they look all mischievous going through the woods, but they're actually tripping and all the guys here in the South. They're like, you got to call that shot. Just this, It's an imaginary line below the woods because then they get trapped because they can't find a way out. So then you're just, it's like, it's like a fleet farm.
1: Then you're just plucking away. Oh yeah, man. That sounds so much fun. I hope I get to do it. And then my other, my other option would do a, like a sea duck hunt somewhere, like up in Alaska, like a Harley Quinn duck or something. Harley Quinn would be really cool. yeah, shit, get that off the bucket list. But yeah, I'm just looking for something that's just like just completely different, like completely on the other end of the spectrum from what we do in Colorado. A little off I think the wall. Yeah. Not even that it's off the wall, but it's just like like you think like you know you think you know a lot about waterfowl hunting and then like you travel to a different state, different flyway, totally different area. And man, like, you get humbled quick.
0: You get humbled real quick, and then you start to realize, like, okay, like, I couldn't DIY this. Like, you could. You really could. You could shoot ducks. You could shoot geese. But you wouldn't see it as fullest potential. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like, the guys that do it all the time down there, like, they're vets, man. They're seasoned vets. They know what's up. I want to go shoot Canada geese in Montana. I have this weird...
0: What is it? Not affection, just this, this attraction to geese <laughs> and mountains. Anything <laughs> with geese and mountains, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I want to
1: hit every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those things are fun to shoot, but mm. like everybody's got their taste. Everybody's got their one true love of either that's a type of goose or a type of duck. The reason so i whatever, am... sorry, keep going. No, on you. What's up?
0: I was going to say is like the thing I love about like waterfowl bucket lists is you achieve one you know what I mean one or two and you come up with another one you know what I mean and, and yeah. it's, it's so beautiful in that factor
1: yeah it's sweet like I remember when I shot my first wood duck I was so I was so hyped. <laughs> that thing's on my wall right now I'm looking at it right now got I'm not laughing life. at you I'm just laughing with you <laughs> oh, trip you should see this thing. It's so sexy. <laughs> oh but my gosh. It's just its just one of those things, man. But yeah, like, after you shoot one, you go into the next one and it's just, yep. it's just the beauty of waterfall. I mean, like, n- endless possibilities. Like, Literally endless possibilities. Yeah, it's just... And then at the end of it, you look in your wallet and nothing but dust in there, but it was worth it dust is dust will be a part of our lives until i
0: don't know i ain't i ain't here to make millions in my life i'm here to to see things and do things to be honest but
1: yeah amen to that
0: well and see so here's the next thing is like you could hit every bucket list in the whole united states and then you got mofos going to different countries and shooting ducks i mean yeah i don't know, I don't
1: know if i'll ever get
0: to that point but I, yeah that's crazy i will say one of my biggest bucket lists and it will take years to get to that point is New Zealand I got a buddy there and he constantly sends me snaps and it just it irks me it's, oh my gosh yeah their mountain range over there is something different
1: yeah it's wild it's just like I feel like I mean you can also you can go down to Mexico and shoot ducks and stuff and yeah it's crazy just like just endless possibilities man oh man so i mean where what 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 do you
0: think is the is the overall what's what's a five-year plan for you owen like i mean you've got to be happy filming do you are you gonna do this for the rest of
1: your life i mean i would love to like that's the goal um i love guiding guiding's fun i love meeting new people every day and kind of sharing those special moments with people but I also love capturing moments for those people at the same time. It's like a, it's a two way street and you know, you just don't know which direction to go. And I hope, I hope I can, uh, I hope I can guide and I hope then I can do some filming stuff and do some photography stuff, travel around the country. So just right now, I'm just, I'm just guiding and I'm doing some film stuff and hopefully I can make a few trips to different areas in the country and, experience new things and meet new people. But I just, uh, I just want to be happy, man. That's the main goal is like, if you're doing this and you weren't happy, then go do something else. But at the end of the day, like I'm happy where I'm at right now. And I think there's a bunch of cool stuff that's yet to come, but who can say only time will tell. Only time will tell. I mean, that's the number one thing is like, you can't,
0: you can't beat yourself up with not knowing what's going to happen. You should only just beat yourself up that you're not worrying about what you're living in right now. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, I deal with that day in and day out. I'm like, gosh, dang it. I want to be doing this. I want to be buying this. I want to, whatever. And I, sometimes I forget, you know, where my feet land right now, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You just got to take it in the moment and be present. That's the best thing you can do. I, I will say, I mean, a lot of people lack
0: of that, you know what I mean? And I, I don't see that from you at all because I mean, you live in the mindset of like a living moment and you, and, and when you say the words, I want to be able to capture that moment, which you just said, like not even 30 seconds ago, a lot of people need to have that mindset. Like if you, if you've got a camera in your hand, it doesn't need to be for social media. It needs to be
1: for like, you, you need to be able to save that moment for the next person. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think that's why I got into the media side of things with filming and photography is just being able to capture those moments for people. And like, there's nothing that makes my day is when somebody gets to see themselves doing what they love and they think it's the coolest thing ever. And they like, think they're on top of the world and like, they're the coolest person ever. And that's just like the coolest thing to me.
0: You know who you're speaking of when you speak of that right now? what me when you took those photos of me when we were up at the front range i ain't kidding you dude yeah like i i think i i told you thank you like maybe a million times and you were like oh these are just more photos to me and i have that same concept to other people but that was the first time in a long time the previous photos of myself holding a camera or i wasn't even holding a camera was matt Zillow, and that was two years ago and it was like i was like I was like, motherfucker, these are cool. Like I was like, when you sent them to me and trip and I was like, like, I felt like a kid in a candy store. You know what I mean? And I I was like, basically what you're saying is I'm just embracing that moment too, you know? God. Yeah. And you can always look back and you can just remember that trip. That's the best part about it. Like the thumbnail photo. I will hold on to that photo. I mean, it it speaks volume that 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 photo of me and trip that you took. Yeah, it was staged. We're not going to blankly fucking leave that alone but like i'm saying like dude like i love geese and trip loves ducks like there's there's a story to be told in that photo let alone you know what i mean i don't know yeah
1: you got the mountains back there sunset Mm. it was magical man i think i think i was tearing up when i was taking the shot (laughs) you (laughs) should have (laughs) It was beautiful, dude. You guys looked so cute. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> Had my camera in my hand and everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got the Canon. How is that thing treating you, by the way?
0: I don't know. I, I I like it, but at the same time, it's like a devil child because Premiere Pro just it's like a it's like a brother and a younger brother arguing all the time because it just the footage just doesn't get along. So I really think this year I'm going to try to use the Rolling Thunder FX6 and really just try to get my feet underneath that because the r5 it just i don't know don't get me wrong the r5 footage it's amazing but it's a it's a fighting battle from time to time but i'll always love my r5 i mean it got me to places that god never even probably thought that he knew he could get me into like to be honest like i don't know
1: yeah but man, you run it good, dude. Your work's sick. I love every time, every time I see you post, it's always good. And it's, it's, it's fun to watch and everything. I appreciate that. I I'm the same
0: thing. I'm the same way as you. And that's why me and you get along so well as we we're so humble about our work. And I wish more people were like that. And a lot of people are in the, in the videographer side of things is like, if you, if you start to think that you are number one, then you don't grow. You know what I mean? So it's always good. Yeah,
1: that you-, you, stop, you stop learning and stuff and mm-hmm. you, you just fade away eventually. But that's the cool thing about the industry is we're in, it's almost like a brotherhood. Like there's so many guys out there that you can reach out to if you need help. And it's just such a cool community. And it just, it makes it all worth it that much more is just knowing that you have all these people from all different parts of the country, even in the parts of the world. And you all come together and you just have this like same common, like passion. And that's the cool part about it.
0: I love the passion too, behind it of like, when you're feeling down on yourself, you can almost like reach out to people and like, not drama, but like, just like, what am I like? You can almost reach out to people. Like, what am I doing wrong or whatever? And And you find the right friends or the right, colleagues in the in the industry and they'll tell you how it is rather than just telling you like oh dude your shit's good you know like if you want actual like critiqueness you can be like send somebody a video and they're like I don't know man this is how i do it and it, and it, it kind of pisses you off like when they take when they take something like a prize away from you and then you start to look at it a different way and that's what i love about the the colleagues and the friends in the industry is that like they almost bring you back to your humbleness you know what I mean i don't
1: know Yeah. It's like the other day I reached out to, uh, Zach Rutledge and I was like, dude, I suck. Like, how do you do this? (laughs) And I was like, I watch, I like watch your stuff. And I was like, I just can't get it, man. Like I've tried on my own. I've watched so many videos. I was like, can you help her brother out? And like, he was so cool about it. He told me, and then I was like, and then now I know. And now if anybody else asks me now I know, and it's just like everybody's helping each other out. Everybody's cool. No one thinks they're better than the next person because, I mean, photography and filmmaking, all that, it's like subjective and either like it or you don't. But no one's really better than the next person because everybody has their own style. It doesn't
0: matter. Nobody's going to be number one. doesn't matter if you're a guide or a, or a, a media person. <laughs> we're, we're all in the same effing world like why why bash heads you know what i mean and that's like your story with zach retledge i've had that story with another person of myself where it's like i reach out to somebody and it's like now that i know those things when somebody comes forward to me like i can give them that information or i'll send them to somebody that i know knows the information you know what i mean yeah 100% Mm, man, I love this fucking world. Some, some most most days, you know what I mean. Some days I'm like, what, what?
1: What am I doing?
0: No, I'm just kidding. But.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so that's see, you know would be a, like, you know would be an idea if the top the top film and photography people in our industry, like Got if together. we all came together, like, not to, obviously I wouldn't be in that room, but I'm just saying it would be a cool <laughs> project to look at if they nailed down like one hunt or like one trip. And like, you know how like you're talking about my dream right now. I was like, you know how artists like collab on songs where there's like six different artists and they pick like a famous song and they cover it. I was like, if you got all the top like professional film and photography guys, and they were all on the same hunt, like, could you imagine the project that would come out of that? Yeah. Like getting like six videographers, and all six of
0: them are turning off and on. Who's shooting and this and that? Shooting guns and shooting film, and 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 there's six big cameras of their own and this and that. And everybody's footage just comes together. And there's like maybe two
1: editors out of the six. Like, could you imagine? Like the creativity uh, levels of that. Yeah. Cause everybody has like different ideas of shots and angles and stuff like that. And everybody's got their own style and flavor mm-hmm. too. It, and it'd, it'd be the most delicious thing to watch.
0: Well, I say, I say, we, we don't think about this, but we, we, we put this into process. Can think about this? Like, I'm not going to, well, okay. I'm going to throw names out there, but like you, Zach Rutledge, Zach Boses. You know, we got all these, these young guys that we started making footage and creating ourselves like, not, I don't want to put ourselves on a pedestal by any means. Cause that's not what I'm trying to do, but I'm saying like us young guns that have the same kind of like mindset and like go out hunting together and bring our cameras. But it's like, how the fuck could you ever do that?
1: Cause we all have our <laughs> own timelines. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Like another, another big name in Colorado and around here is Brandon Feen, And like, you yes. get him on just like, and the cool thing is like, it would be so much fun regardless. We couldn't even click record and it would be fun regardless. Regardless.
0: Because all you'd be doing is talking about cameras and then the ducks and geese would work in and you'd be like, Oh, Hey guys, hold on, hold on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be sweet. But yeah, I think it'd be so cool to, uh, to be able to do that. Well, Mr. Owen, I just, I just love meeting people, man, and bouncing ideas and learning different stuff. Because no one's better than the next person. And we all have, we all have our own skills and strengths, but we also have our own weaknesses. So that's the that's the beauty behind it. I just got to. I said I was going to say it on here, and uh,
0: I'm going to have to give my sincere apologies again for when we first met at Squad Fest, and I was a a very drunk idiot. <laughs> you want to explain to the viewers how I walked up? <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: oh. <laughs> it was squad fest. <laughs> and we were sitting at the front range booth and uh, all of a sudden here comes this kid and it's not even like it's not even like a, hey, how's it going guys? How's your day going? He just bumps right in there. What's going on, boys? And he's just like, I-, I don't know if you guys know me or if you've heard of me. I'm pretty drunk right now but... I do this podcast thing and I'm a, I'm a <laughs> photographer and I do film and I would love to have you guys on and do like a, a video or a podcast. And, and I mean, like, obviously you were drunk, so you were stumbling over your words. And, <laughs> not, and we're looking at each other behind the, behind the booth and we're just like, dude, who is this guy? <laughs> and then, and then the best part is, you know, what's crazy though? Yeah, what? like you introduce yourself. We don't e- we don't even remember your name, but you know what we remember you as, <laughs> Goose gossip guy. We're like, dude, there's the news gossip guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw we saw you at the bar, and I walked by, and dude, you know how many people were in that bar? Probably a ton, dude. Dude, there's at least probably at least five hundred people in that bar, and <laughs> and walking by, we're gonna go get a drink. I see out of the corner of my eye that same motherfucker <laughs> was at the booth. And I tap, I tap Colin. and I go, dude, goose gossip, bro. We gotta do it. <laughs> that's why I always tap it. <laughs> Keep going. And dude, the rest is history, man. It was just like we exchanged information. And then, like, and then that's how we met Trip. Trip came down, made a new connection that way. Mm -hmm. it's just crazy, man. You'll you'll never know where life takes you or what God has planned for you. But the best part is just saying hello and introducing yourself. And you never know where... No matter if you're drunk or not. Yeah, man.
0: It's just a beauty. I I always tell people networking is a... It's a scary thing at first. But if you don't do it, you don't get to see the things that you dream of. You know what
1: I mean? You just don't. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you'll never you might've never been able to come to Colorado and go uh-huh. on that hunt and everything. It's easy for
0: you to say that, but it's like, so it, it made such an impact in my life because you guys made it so easy for us to come there. Now, granted it was, it was work related and now the film's out and all this, but besides that factor, what if I wouldn't have known you guys wouldn't, if I wouldn't have made that funny, you know, that funny goose gossip guy impact to you guys. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be this sentimental guy, but like, To be dead serious, like you have to make those movements, and like you, like God has a has a way of doing things. Now, God probably doesn't like it that I was drunk or drunk sometimes, but I've really narrowed some of that stuff down. But anyways, Jesus, but I don't know. It's it's a pleasure, and it was a pleasure coming and hunting with you guys, and and I, my friendship will always be towards you and Colton, and especially Colton's father. That guy's a that guy's a hoot. I wish I could have hunted with him more than. Oh, three hours. Dude,
1: you got to get a
0: podcast. Yeah, I know. I know. And wh- what I need to do is just fly, fly to Colorado and, and bring my podcast gear in a, in a, in a backpack. I've done it before and, and do it that way. Gosh, Jeff, he yeah. can talk and he's
1: a very yeah. interesting guy. You want to talk about a guy who has some stories. <laughs> I mean, unreal, unreal, dude. You sit I love working with them because at least once throughout the day, you're going to almost piss yourself. <laughs> and it's, just, it's so good, dude. But yeah, you definitely have to come down. You got to get Colton on here and get Jeff on here. And dude, who oh. knows where it's going to go. Who right. knows? I'm getting Colton on next.
0: And then I almost want to do just phone call with Jeff. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I, if I can't, if I can't make it happen this year to go come your, y'all's way, With the podcast gear, I got to have Jeff on over the phone. I mean, that's a given.
1: Yeah, he's dude. He's a legend around here, man. That guy, (laughs) that guy seen it all done it all. He's got a story to tell you about every situation. And he would do it
0: so amazing on this podcast because I love storytellers. I, I, I just eat it
1: up. I'll sit here and just be quiet the whole time and let them talk. (laughs) Dude, like the best thing is when we're in Bruce's bar after the hunt and we're like regroup our groups and everything. And everybody's in there. People are trying to enjoy their beer, get a good meal in them. And Jeff is just yelling, like making sound effects. He's all in anim- He's getting out of his chair. He's yeah. running around dude. and, Oh, everybody's looking, but dude, I love it. I'm just like, like that type of passion, man. You, you have like, There's no way you can't not like it. Like, you can't be like, oh, that guy's so annoying. Like, there's no way. Because he has so much detail in it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know. It's hard. You can't see it, but that's why you got to come. That's why you got to come to uh, Colorado so you can see his animations. But he'll animate, like, geese cupping and backpedaling, and he gets all into it. You'd think he's a goose when he's telling you the story. But, gosh, it's man well the first the the two times that i met
0: jeff i was i was drunk and then i was hungover. <laughs> yeah are I, you uh are you coming to squad fest this year no because it's the same time as the the little rock uh oh. delta show so we'll be at the delta show
1: ah uh, yeah i know i've talked to a few people and they're going to the delta stuff and that's too I bad i but don't get
0: why i don't get why they put it on the same date as delta I mean delta doesn't change if i i've never been to delta so i can't be speaking from experience but
1: who knows yeah i don't know who knows but i hope i hope we get to see you guys again definitely shortly man we're together it's fun man it is a like lot that, of fun I, at uh the sundance you know you just can't make that stuff up <laughs> hey
0: that's where i finally got to meet brandon fiend you know what i mean the Sunday. Oh yeah.
1: Brandon, Brandon was in that joint. He getting <laughs> yeah,
0: he all. Was. He was Cause I, I was just looking over laughing at, not laughing at, but just, just admiring all the people dancing. Cause I knew I could never do that. So I was like, that's cool as hell. Like I, that Sundance bar was cool as heck, but I'm just looking over there and then I look over my left and I just see a very vivid face. I'm like, I know who that is. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Brandon Fiend. And the only reason I was freaking out was like, yeah, he's a famous to people, to some people, but to me, it was like, I've had a dear conversation with that guy. And that guy's my friend. I was like, (laughs) I was like, damn. Shout out to Brandon Freen. He, he, or Brandon Freen. He's a damn good dude. Yeah, man. He's,
1: he's cool, man. And his work is unbelievable. It's unmatched. I would, I would love, I would love to do like, um, a project with him or something. That'd be so cool. I could probably learn so much from that guy. That's one thing too, is like, we never really talked about
0: it, is like you can learn a lot off of other people because i went and filmed with zach bozos and and i was like hey let's do this and he's like no i think we should do this and i'm like then we did it and i'm like holy shit you know like or sitting next to somebody and it's like they just like i don't know you learn a lot of subject thing or you just subjective things that happen
1: you know yeah yeah it's just like you watch somebody's um Film or you watch their their content that they're posting and you see it and you're like, oh my god, I would have never thought about it. that. Is so sick. I'm so trying that tomorrow. It's 100 percent right. I do hope and then, you, just- and then you still manage to mess it up and you're like, damn it.
0: <laughs> I do hope we get to see each other this season, Owen. If it happens, uh, we'll all be very happy. If it doesn't, God, it'll be a sad day. It'll be a sad season dude i know dude i want to come down there and hang out with you boys i I really hope trip can manifest it because if he does i'll be the one right by your side
1: just being like yeah buddy it's gonna happen Uh, i want you i want you to get like a close-up shot of me when i first (laughs) see those mallards dumping through the trees and just like jaw dropping (laughs) i'm frozen in time and then make sure don't forget to get my three missed shots just bam 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 nothing <laughs> no you, you you missed the main part that
0: i love about the woods and that's the boat ride
1: <laughs> oh dude yeah
0: yeah you're you, you oh. the people miss half that but public timber woods it's the boat ride that hits you i don't care who you for newcomers, it might be normal to them, but for me, it was like okay. What whoa, whoa, whoa what, what happened to what happened to the boat ride being the cool part?
1: <laughs> yeah, where's the brakes on this thing? <laughs> they do go fucking quick as hell there there. You know I saw a video of somebody running in a tree. Oh we oh,
0: there's plenty out there. Did has trip ever told you his horror story? He about died in the woods.
1: Yeah, he did tell yeah, me that. That's right. <laughs> Mm. That is rowdy stuff, dude. They're pretty. They're, well, they're a little. That's taking that's taking duck hunting to a whole another level. Like you're willing to just full throttle, all gas through the woods in the middle of the dark. That's that's a whole another level of just like wanting to kill a duck. Trip had
0: on the hunt that or one of the hunts that I was on with him this season. He had a had a tree limb, a tree branch. Let's say that a tree branch puncture his gas line on his dang motor and he said that this Uh, tree branch was probably anywhere from a foot or less from his head and he was going he said idling but i'm gonna tell the viewers he definitely wasn't idling after i seen that gas line (laughs) no no. i wonder i wonder how many lower units those people go through they have a jack plate on there so like whenever Uh, they hit a log the whole motor kicks up and it, it doesn't like, no, it doesn't matter where, where the trim is because that jack plate just is connected to chain. So whenever they hit a log, it just, but I'm sure lower units do go out a lot, but I was amazed by that too. You'll be just going 20 miles per hour. And then you look back at the driver and you just boom, boom. And it just hits a log and it's like, what are we going to die? And they're just, they're just straight face. Like it just, nothing has ever happened in their life.
1: Wait, I have, I have an important question. All right. They got seat belts in those things? Not a chance, bud.
0: <laughs> it's always scary. Uh, it's always dude, scary they, when you
1: <laughs> they need to put seat belts in those things, dude. I've seen trip show me videos and I've seen other films and stuff. People doing that. I'm just like, if you hit something and you fly out of that boat going Mach 9 and you hit a limb, smell you, dude, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the scariest thing that I ever was involved
0: with is Drake. He was so that we were, we were running down this ditch line, and there's this thing called a cut. So you're running down a flooded ditch that opens up to like the main river. Well, to get to the main river, it's called like a cut, and it's just like a cut of woods. But they're kind of it's like sometimes it's S, maybe it's straight. Well, anyways, we hit this cut going like I don't know, maybe 20, maybe 25, and there is a little jerk string lifted up by these duck hunters at head high head high being like Gosh. just above it. And I just duck and I put it over my head in it. And Drake has to put his like forearm up so that it hits his forearm up and slides over his head and over his Callan, you know? And, and I was just thinking like, Oh, that's normal. And Drake was just freaking out. And he's like, dude, we could have like, and it, his, his wife, her hat came off from that jerk string cord. Yeah. And it, we could have got like decapitated. Maybe not like our head cut off, but somebody could have got seriously injured. It's just stupid things like that in the woods that it's scary. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Definitely wake up sore the next morning. <laughs> oh,
0: God, I hope you get to
1: see it. Dude, I, really I want
0: to do it so bad. I want to do it so bad. You just got to hold Colorado over Tripp's head.
1: No, don't do that. <laughs> That's rude. <No. laughs> I'm just no. kidding. Yeah. But I'm gonna I will I mark my words, I will be down there eventually. I don't know when, but I will eventually be down there. I think the amount of
0: time that we've talked about it, I think it's gonna happen this year. I, I I'm 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 what is it? I'm cheering for you? No, I'm rooting for you. There we go. I'm rooting for you, okay? Yep. My well, fingers crossed. <laughs> Mr. Owen, that FX3 is gonna be a pleasure to you and you're gonna do some amazing things with it. And I really appreciate you hopping on, okay, buddy.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
0: And we're I'm gonna- excited
1: I like, can talk to you and everything.
0: Yeah, because I'm famous and all that, and I don't really talk to you much, huh? Yeah, man. Goose Gossip, man. <laughs> Goose Gossip, man. Well, hey. Goose
1: Gossip, right there! There he is! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, you come down here, and we'll do one in person, and I will personally bring the gear if you're making your way from Colorado, okay? Yep. So that way, we can do yep. a live podcast right after your first day.
1: Yeah. I'll be I'll be shaking and stuff and I'll be like it was the greatest thing ever. I don't know what to I'm say, moving man. here. I'm, I'm packing my bags, I'm moving down here. <laughs>
0: I'm not fucking leaving here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Take it easy, Kay. You as well, man.
0: All right, talk to you later.
1: Yeah.